Church Street, down in the backyard. And um, he lived in a semi-detached house, and that house is still standing today. Um, But he apparently was a builder, we think, before he went into the engineering um, game. And I can know that, or I can vouch that Merv Ward, who had done an apprentice or was doing an apprenticeship as a carpenter at the time and later to become a partner of um, Daniel and Ward, a well-respected building company through Mosman Park in latter years. Merv did a lot of the um, timber work on the building and he was, I know that he was helped by Noel Skeleton and um, Arthur Brams. Uh, So, and according to Merv, Fred George actually set the building out. So Fred played a big part in the in the setting out of that building. Now, the tile roof that was placed on, we know that Charlie Kavner played a big part in the roof because Charlie Kavner, who was an old Mosman identity, Charlie worked for Bristol Tiles and uh, he would have been responsible for getting the tiles. Uh, a couple of the boys that worked on the roof was were Ron Gray, who started off as a tiler with Brisbane and one one or Bristol, and Des Desi Fairclough, and um, I know that uh, Morris George, the son of Fred, um, told me that uh, it was Fred that insisted that MJSC be um, placed on the roof in different colour tiles. So the insignia of the Mosman Junior Sailing Club was there to be seen when you walked along towards the club. You could see it stand out on the roof because um, the, the boys had um, used a different colour tile to put the insignia on the roof. So that's how the club was um, formed. Now, as um, as we put the boats in the water over this, this, this ensuring year of 47 and into 48, it was like a magnet or a honey pot to bees. Other boats that were in the area at the time were Peter Clifford had a little eight-foot um, clinker dinghy called Bikini, which he had uh, built a, and built a centre case, case into the dinghy so that he could have a centre plate put a uh, rudder and tiller on the boat and a small sail and headsail and uh, he joined in and he played a big part in the formation of that club. Ray Sherburn had a, um, a boat very similar to a rainbow called Kestrel. Morris George had a rainbow without bulkheads at the time called Swordfish and all of these boats came in and played a part in building up the fleet. So um, it wasn't long before we had a number of boats like Ken Hyde had an old VS, very heavy uh, timber hull, called Congo. Um, and, uh, and a few of the cadet dinghy boys would come along and also uh, join in and have a sail with us. How big would the fleet have been? We probably got up to around about um, 10, 10 boats, just as a re- an approximate figure. And the other boat that uh, was there right from the start was um, Sid Game with um, Atlantis. It was an open, um, an open rowboat virtually that Sid had put a couple of um, boards, um, I just forget what you call them, but one on either side to try to stop the boat from crabbing when you tacked. 
but we had a lot of fun in Atlantis, even um, when we may sail down to the hot pool or down to the Fremantle Harbour. Often Sid would say, come, come with me and we'll just sail down in Atlantis. Um, but Sid and Delph Game, they, they were around in those days as well. So we did get quite a fleet together. Now, um, at that stage, when we decided that we'd have a race amongst ourselves, we thought, well, we need someone to start us. And um, uh, a, a good friend of Huck's brothers was Viv Downing, who in latter year, not in, in a couple of years from that period, both Huck and I went across to Freshwater Bay, um, Royal Freshwater Bay Sailing Club, and actually actually sailed with Viv in a in a sharpie called Alcides. But Huck talked Viv into coming down to start the race before he went on to sail his normal Saturday race at the Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club. 